Podcast. Answer Man, episode number 304. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Ray Edwards from RayEdwardsPodcast.com. And you're listening to the man who not only teaches other people how to podcast, but has produced well over 3,000 of his own podcast episodes. Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the show about podcasting, or the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show and everything you do in life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet released that first episode, there's something we can all do to take what we're doing to the next level, my friends. And yes, I am back after a week off in sunny San Diego, California. Oh my goodness, did I have the best trip ever. This was out of this world. It was a dream come true. Uh, Why? Because not only was it a massive success for me professionally, But beyond that, it was an extremely massive success for me personally. As a husband and a father, I carried off something that I'd always dreamed of, the perfect blend of business and pleasure, work and family, all combined working together. It was awesome. Now, of course, why was I in San Diego, California? Many of you know I was there to speak at Michael Stelzner's Social Media Marketing World Conference. It's his first conference ever. You would have never guessed it. In a million years, if you did not know that this was his first conference, you would have never, ever dreamed it was his first conference, physical conference anyway, uh, for this for this brand. And wow, It was awesome. Over 1,100 people in attendance. The vibe and the feel and the energy that was in the room during the keynote address was just out of this world. I loved the fact that they had a networking session for one hour immediately following that uh, opening keynote, which really just, uh, I loved having that. But uh, it was just an amazing event. And this was an event, by the way, completely different than any other event that I've been to in that the people that were there were different. Now, this is the first time where I have gone to a conference where where not, usually when I go to a conference, more than half of the people at the conference have at least heard my name or heard about me or something uh, to that effect. Now, this was a room of 1,100 people, and I would say at least 90% or 9 out of every 10 people there had never heard my name before, which is very cool for me. Uh, it gave me the opportunity to meet and, and network with an entirely entirely new group of people uh, who are not already familiar with the world of podcasting, who are not familiar with me and my message, my story. 
and and it was kind of nice to break out of the the same social bubble that I find myself in the uh, a majority of the time, and and to actually get to have these conversations with a different set of people. Now, when I say different set of people, what do I mean by that? Well, obviously, I've attended many of the new media expos, um, pod camps. I've been at the platform conference. I've been at um, several other conferences uh, as well. And here's the here's the deal: most of them have been in this in this bubble of the you know the what would you call it? Um, Well, it's it's the early adopters of the tech community. Uh, people, it, it's the entrepreneurial leaders, the influencers, you know, the, whatever you want to call that. You know, I run in a lot in the same circles. Well, social media marketing world reached out to an entirely different audience. Um, and and a pr- primarily, I would, if I had to guess, I would say a, a majority of the people there were corporate people rather than individuals, solopreneurs, and, and entrepreneurs. Now, don't get me wrong. There were many solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and small business people there. Uh, they did show up, and many of them uh, actually knew who I was and and came there. Some of them came to meet me, which was really cool and very humbling. I uh, met uh, some great folks from, great folks, you like that? Great folks from Tasmania, all over uh, Europe and, and just in, in the United States as well. But uh, it was great. Uh, to meet those folks, but um, there were the the majority of those in attendance were corporate people, and I'm talking like the corporate marketing strategy people. You know, I'm the I'm the marketing strategist for Intel or for Dell or for you know um, Cisco and Walmart and Whole Foods and Citrix and and you know four seasons hotels and properties and stuff and and all of these different people that I got to meet and and um I I really have not done a lot of networking within the corporate world not necessarily been my target market but the thing is is um I had the opportunity to share the message of the benefits of podcasting your message to the world and uh of course it it, it kind of gave me a different feel and a different vibe when I spoke in front of this group of people. Um, it, it had a different feeling. I didn't feel like it. Normally when I speak uh, up until this point, I felt like I was speaking with family. Um, but I I've, I felt like I was speaking to a, a, a room full of strangers who had no idea who I was. And it was very much really the case. Um, but it still went extremely well. I had professionally this did a ton for me personally, for me professionally, and this brand and for Podcast Answer Man. And I'm incredibly thankful to Michael Stelsner uh, for the opportunity there. Uh, the networking opportunities, the way that the, they did their networking. The first opening night uh, before the conference officially kicked off, they had an opening networking party at the uh, Natural History Museum in San Diego. Talk about a cl- here. Here's one word that I would actually um, say that that would that would give you an overall feel. It was a classy event. Now, this conference was not an inexpensive e- event for people to attend, but for the price that was paid, they were they were treated to a very classy event. Um, and 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 it and it showed, especially from the very first one. 
uh, networking opportunity, which was at the Natural History Museum. And that was just wow. Jazz music from Phil Mershon and his friends, the the social media marketing world band. Um, it, you know, just just the, you know, hobnobbing with people in this high class place. It was just really cool. It was it was unique and an experience all in and of itself. And the, the number of people that I was introduced to uh, and that, that I just met randomly, wow, great opportunities there. And uh, I'm certain that many things will come out of that. And just the conference overall was, was a wonderful experience. It, again, it was a little bit out of my element, having conversations with people who think in a different way than I think. You know, I'm so relationally focused and it's all about personal branding and stuff like that for me. But at the same time, I wondered whether or not the corporate marketing strategists out there would really connect to my message that I shared in my talk. And I was actually a little concerned, like as I was giving my talk and after I gave my talk, I I wonder how well it was received. Well, I had a great meetup that I co-hosted, Stephanie and I co-hosted with Pat Flynn, and we had about 100 people there. And uh, several of the folks that came to my session who are those brands, uh, you know, specialists and strategists and all these things uh, for marketing in these big corporate world, they, they actually came. And some, there was one person that says, you know what, I came into the, your session completely convinced that I was going to do a podcast. And not only was I going to do a podcast, but I knew exactly how I was going to do it. And then your talk completely changed my mind. I'm still going to do a podcast, but I'm going to approach it from an entirely different way that I have no doubt will be much more successful based upon the information in your talk. And that was music to my ears. And that, and, and I had several other people, um, you know, the marketing strategist for Intel. I mean, come on, seriously? These folks came to my session and are telling me they really got a lot of value out of the things that I shared there. And then, of course, I had the opportunity to not only do a solo session to share my message about the benefits of podcasting uh, to to um, your marketing efforts, but also had the opportunity the same day in the afternoon to do a panel session where it was myself as the moderator and participant in the panel and Michael Stelzner and Pat Flynn. And the three of us sat on this panel together talking, or is basically all Q&A with the folks there. And it was it was almost standing room only in this room. And uh, just, an I think it was like 40 to 45 minutes worth of valuable Q&A stuff. And uh, just really, really enjoyed that. There was, there's one uh, Q&A uh, port, part that maybe I'll, I'll see if I can remember to pull out for next week. Uh, there, there was one question and the answer that I gave uh, totally rocked my world. Uh, it, it just out of nowhere, just everybody just erupted in applause based upon the response that I gave. And uh, I'll have to see if I can find that and, and share it with you guys next week. Um, I'll need somebody in the chat room to email me and, uh, and remind me to get that clip for you guys next week. So I'll look for that in my email and I'll be reminded. But anyway, it was a great time. By the way, this episode is probably going to be just about an hour and 20 minutes in length. Uh, I do have a special social media segment with Eric Fisher today that is, it's going to be about 50, 
you know, this before I even recorded this intro that you're hearing right now, I was already at 54 minutes. So probably been about an hour and 20 minutes today for the for this episode. But hey, I gave you a week off last week, so uh, I'm just giving you a little bit of what you missed. How's that? I do want to share with you uh, a, just a portion, just maybe a few minutes worth of um, of the opening keynote. Michael Stelzner gave the keynote address, and I really enjoyed his keynote. And he talked about how young social media is, and how you know we we think that it, you know we've been involved in it and stuff like that, but in reality, this stuff is brand new. Twitter's only a few years old. Facebook's only a few years old. Podcasting only a few years old, and and how these things are evolving, and how they're disrupting the old ways of doing things. And uh, what was very exciting to me is what he said about podcasting. Now, again, imagine this. You're talking to, uh, Michael Stelzner's talking to a room of 1,100 people where a majority of them are the big influencers in corporations related to how they do marketing moving forward, okay? So so keep that in mind. And, and I wish... And I wish you could visualize what 1,100 people in a room looks like because it's pretty cool. Uh, and, to, and to think that, you know, however many thousand people might subscribe to your podcast, that's a multiple of how many people were in this room. It was huge. And, and it's just a reminder just to be so thankful for each of those individuals who listen to your show. But I want to share with you an audio clip uh, about three minutes worth of audio from Michael Stelzner's keynote address and the message he gave about podcasting. And by the way, you will hear somebody in the crowd go, woo! And uh, you might have some kind of idea who that might have been, that one person in the crowd who who gave the whoo out there. Anyway, here is the audio clip from Michael's keynote address. Another interesting trend, podcasting. This is going to shock a lot of you. Look at this. In the bottom left, I asked the question, what are all the social networks that you're currently using? And what are all the social media-related tools and stuff that you're using? Podcasting, only 3%. Only 3% of marketers are using podcasting. But notice, 32% want to learn how to use podcasting, and 24% plan on increasing their podcasting activities in 2013. That is an eight times increase over the number of people that are actually doing it. Podcasting, bar nothing in our study, is the hottest thing in 2013, period. Period. Now, you guys are really lucky because we happen to have the king of podcasting, Cliff Ravenscraft, at this conference, and a lot of podcasters. But this is not an anomaly, Um, and I'll explain why. It's more than an anomaly. This is why I think podcasting is exploding. Number one, one billion smartphone users in the world. Now, raise your hand if you have a smartphone. All right, cool. Keep them up if you listen to podcasts. Okay, so all you guys that have a smartphone that are not listening to podcasts, you may not realize your smartphone is a receiver. It's like a radio receiver. You can listen to podcasts whenever you want, and trust me, you will be hooked. I just recently got into podcasting. I just recently got into listening to podcasting. But the bottom line is that once people begin to discover that they can actually listen to on-demand talk whenever they want, wherever they want, it is going to be radically humongous. 
As a matter of fact, Apple has this really cool podcasting app, and everybody knows what kind of influence Apple has. If Apple is coming out with an app dedicated to podcasting, it tells you that they think something is happening. This is also very cool. BMW and Ford are integrating podcasting into cars. Now, what does this mean? I don't know. I'm guessing it means when I pull in my garage, it'll sync up with my Wi-Fi network, and then when I leave, all my podcasts will be in the car. So do you guys see where this is going? This is an opportunity for you to have direct access. Now, I have 20,000 people that listen to my podcast every week, which isn't huge, but I think it is. I mean, to have 20,000 people, 20 times the crowd that's in this room right now, listen to every single week of my podcast, I cannot tell you guys how it has really changed my business. And I'm hoping that some of you will decide to go into podcasting. There you go, my friends. Those are the words that were spoken to over 1,100 people in that room. Wow. As you can tell, I'm pretty excited about the fact that I got a mention in front of all of those people. But more than that, I'm excited that podcasting got that much of of a, a front row seat and that bar none, the biggest thing, the biggest trend, the biggest thing most people are looking forward to doing to it in, in the world of marketing is getting into podcasting. Uh, only 3% today that were pulled were doing it, but what was it, 20-some-odd percent said that they are looking forward to doing it in 2013. Um, wow, that's huge. Uh, and it might have been 30-something. Anyway, you can go back and listen. But here's the situation. I just think this is absolutely awesome. It is exactly what I predicted a long time ago. Uh, that 2013 would be the year that it breaks out. And by the way, if you just keep your eyes on the new and noteworthy uh, section of the business area, just look, they're popping up every single day. Brand new ones out there all the time. It is happening. And by the way, uh, relate. by the way, you want another by the way? Uh, <laughs> Michael talked about those cars. Uh, I don't think that it's necessarily going to be in the future. Yeah, it's possible that you might pull into your garage and it'll pull up the Wi-Fi of your house and and sync. But I I really don't think that that's how it's going to happen. I I believe that our internet connections now with LTE and and 3G and 4G and all this other stuff that we have available, I believe that they're just going to start putting uh, in our car radios, they're going to have, our cars are going to have this mobile internet uh, um, antennas in there. Or it's going to be, basically your car is going to be a mobile device and just like I can buy an iPad, I have the new family share plan with AT&T, and for $10 a month, I can add an iPad. I already have, let's just say, 10 gigabytes of storage with unlimited phone, unlimited text, and uh, my entire family shares 10 gigabytes of data. For $10, I can add any other mobile device on there, and so I can imagine where, you know, if I was to buy a car with all of this stuff built into it, uh, for ten dollars a month more, I could add it to uh, as a de- add my car as a device, and so that's that's where I see things heading in the future, and uh, certainly am looking forward to that as well. But yeah, some exciting things out there. Uh, social media marketing world was a huge blast. Uh, I've already been asked if I would come back again next year. I said that I would. It is going to be in San Diego again next year. And I'm looking forward to it. I've had some people ask if the uh, virtual tis- the virtual ticket 
is available for purchase. It is available for purchase for one more week. I'm recording on the on Thursday, April 18th. For one more week, you can, can get the virtual ticket, which is the recording of all those sessions that were presented there. Um, and if you're interested in finding out more about the virtual ticket, you can go to gspn.tv slash social media VT for virtual ticket. So, so gspn.tv slash social media VT. All right, my friends, it is that time again for our social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher, to join us. And uh, Erica, we're going to be talking about a few stray topics this week. Yeah, this is going to be a little potpourri segment this time around, which is nice. Yeah, one of the things that we, you and I discussed, and by the way, um, folks, uh, Eric and I had a wonderful conversation uh, while I was out for a walk yesterday, and it just goes to show you the power of friendship and influence. Uh, I was out for a walk in the nice, sunny afternoon weather, and Eric called me up, and he heard that I was out there walking and and uh, kind of gaining on the Fitbit step count, <laughs> and uh, he actually, by the end of our call, I was getting ready to wrap up my walk, and he was out starting his. Yep, I was on my way walking home while uh, you were finishing up, so... Yeah, so anyway, Eric and I were discussing what we would cover in this week's social media segment, and uh, it was so funny because one of the things that I had shared with him was that I had just recorded a like four and a half minute personalized YouTube capture video for a friend of mine, Derek Halpern. Um, I had uh, finished watching his session from Social Media Marketing World via the virtual ticket, and I wanted to just give him feedback and tell him that I, I, I sat down and watched it, what it inspired me to think about, and and uh, just to say thank you for it. And, you know, just a little more than an email. I knew that if I got back to my, uh, if I ever made it back in front of my computer with my email, I wouldn't have anything to send him, uh, or I, I wouldn't actually take the time to send it because I would be so overwhelmed with all the emails that I have. So I figured, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to record a little short little video while I'm out here walking on my iPhone using the YouTube capture app. And I was going to just upload it as an unloaded video or unlisted video. And then I was going to use the app to email that to him once it was posted. So after four and a half minutes of creating this unique personalized video uh, communication to Derek, um, I went to uh, hit I hit stop. And as soon as it hit stop, it kind of did the little flash like, hey, it's thinking about that next operation. Usually it only takes about a half a second. Well, that's exactly how long it took. But after the half a second, instead of showing you the video and giving you the options to, you know, name the video and upload it, uh, instead it immediately crashed the app and went back to the home screen. And I tried to reopen the app and it reopened, but the video was not there. I went into my photo app because usually when you record something in YouTube Capture, um, it also keeps it in your camera roll. It wasn't there either. So this device or this application crashed on me again. This is the third time that I've tried to use the YouTube Capture application on my iPhone where it has lost um, content for me. That's just sad. It is. It is un- when you know that is that that becomes what I would consider to be completely unreliable, unusable, and unusable. We've all had that feeling where you've created something and to suddenly have it just slip through your fingers and be gone. 
Yeah. It's just a horrible feeling. It, it was. And so one of the things that I did, uh, one of the things I know about the YouTube capture app is that you can take a video that's already in your camera roll and you can load it into YouTube capture and you can do the whole trimming and you can name it and upload it uh, that way. So I, re- I decided, you know what, I'm still out for this walk. I went ahead and hit, I went into my camera app, switched it over to video and the second time around, it was only two and a half minutes. Uh, so I guess maybe it's a benefit to Derek that I kind of right. uh, summed up a little bit. But uh, I recorded it in the camera roll. And then afterwards, I went ahead and loaded up the YouTube capture app and pulled it in. And sure enough, it allowed me to name it, make sure it was unlisted and upload it. And um, once it was uploaded and everything like that, I gave it, since it was two and a half minutes, I gave it about 10 minutes before I checked to see if I could play it. One of the things that I've noticed with this YouTube capture app is when it tells me that the it's available, it's been processed, here's the link. If I say open in YouTube or view in YouTube or whatever, it almost never plays for me. So what I have to do is I go in and highlight the little short URL it gives me and copy link. And then I open it up in the Chrome browser on my iPhone and pull it up on the web version. And is, and it usually plays if the video has finished processing. And once I've confirmed that, then what I did is I went back and uh, went into the YouTube app and said, okay, I, I, I think I click on the link and, or share or one of the options. Anyway, there's an option to email. And then it opens up the email from your iPhone or iPad. And I typed in his email address, gave it a subject line, and it already had the short URL in there. So... There you go. I, I was able to send it, but uh, I wanted to give you that update. I, I, I found another use for uh, YouTube capture, and, and this is being the social media segment. You know, social media doesn't have to be broadcasting from one to thousands or one to hundreds. Social media can very much be used for one-to-one communication, and that that's something that... Um, I, I've decided I kind of like to do. Oftentimes, I go out for a walk. I'll listen to a podcast. I'll, I'll consume some content, and I always mean to leave some sort of feedback for that content creator. But usually, when I'm like I said, when I get in front of my email and stuff like that, I've either forgotten about it or got distracted by something else. Um, I, I, Derek didn't have a voicemail feedback hotline that I was aware of that I could call on the phone. So I figured, you know, why don't I just record a YouTube video? And, and make it unlisted and send a short little link. And wouldn't it be cool? How, how much would that stand out in our fast paced Everybody sends off a short, quick little text message, email, or something like that. But instead to get a personalized video while you're out walking in your own environment. I thought that would be pr- pretty cool. What do you think? I think you took it to the next level, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. So anyway, that's my update on YouTube Capture. That's awesome. Well, and so if, if you missed it, that's, you know, again, an update on the conversation you and I previously had on YouTube Capture with a little caveat that, hey, it's a real good idea to, just like you suggest everybody recording uh, on a separate device, a separate, you know, audio recording device and not on a computer. I mean, you don't really have a choice there when it comes to the video uh, recording on the iPhone, but don't record in the YouTube Capture app. Record it on the actual camera the the video camera portion of the phone and then import it and do your magic there yep it it worked like a charm that way and um you know i will say that you know the the iphone 5 
one of its core functionality is that video recording. And so if anybody's going to get it right, Apple's going to get it right. And and uh, to, to record it through the YouTube Capture app, you're relying on them making sure that their devel- developer code is speaking perfectly with Apple code and and uh, as as it has been demonstrated to me at least uh, three times now, uh, that doesn't always work well. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then the other thing that we were going to talk about, a couple different things, actually. I think they all have a theme, actually. They kind of all relate to mobile. They do. I didn't realize that. So, uh, I mean, we planned it that way. What are you talking about? Of course um, we did. This we, is the mobile social media segment. Yes. Uh <laughs> I don't know about you, but like you said, you were out, you know, you're out, you're consuming content and you're doing it mostly on a mobile device because you're not carrying a laptop out there with you. Rare that people like me carry an iPod, although I do. Uh, People are using, again, one of the things that we've kind of attributed this new renewing of interest, I should say, in podcasting recently is not just that it's awesome, but also that a lot of people now have these mobile devices that they can sync wirelessly anywhere they are, you know, ubiquitously can grab content. And I found something that I really think at least fits a real good niche or a need for myself, which is if I'm out there and I'm on the web and I hear, you know, so-and-so tweet out that they were a guest on somebody's show that, you know, I don't subscribe to that show, but I want to hear my friend and what they say and, you know, what that person maybe brought out of them in that interview or whatever. And I go to that page and it's like, well, I don't know that I want to sit here on this page and hit play. I'd love to take this maybe out on a walk with me, but I don't want to subscribe to the whole show. And I don't know that I want to just hit download and then connect my phone and move it over or, or whatever. So I found a solution for that called HuffDuffer. Yes, HuffDuffer. And now, before we go into HuffDuffer and you explain what HuffDuffer is, I want I want to say, you know, some people might be thinking, well, why? I mean, what's the big deal? So if you see a podcast where a friend of yours is interviewed, why wouldn't you just go through that? And in reality, most of the time we might be seeing this on the web as we're browsing the web. Maybe we see something on Facebook where somebody linked to it, or on Twitter on the web. And what we're being asked to do is to go and find out, okay, well, here's a, so easy, by the way, with a click of the mouse, we're immediately on the page where that MP3 file exists. Most of the time within our, I don't know, I'm going to assume that you also use Chrome? Yes. Okay, so you and I are both using Chrome browser. So um, within the Chrome browser, we're already there. Um, Now we have two options. One, we can do what you're about ready to talk about. Or we can pull out our mobile phone, we can open the podcasts app, we can tell it to go over to the store, then we have to actually do a search for the title of that podcast, and then we have to go to it, and then we have to hit subscribe to it, and then it puts it into our podcast list. And of course, hopefully it's the most recent episode. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's four or five episodes back. So yeah. we might actually have to go there. And then, I don't know about you, but I'm a little obsessive compulsive. So I'll delete all the, I'll have to swipe to delete the ones I don't want. Click show more episodes. And then go in and add the one that I do want, which is not always evident just simply by looking at the title. So, no. so it, it sounds a little crazy, but but yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a little bit of a hassle to maybe listen, subscribe to, and listen to just one single one-off episode. 
of a podcast you've never heard of before. Yeah, I mean, you just you just described a hurdle after hurdle series of things you need to do, and and there are other options based on what you just said. Like maybe you click, maybe you're still at the desktop and you hit you know subscribe in iTunes, and you go there and you don't want to hit subscribe because you don't know yet if you want to, but you hit download. But then it's downloaded and it's on your desktop. And again, you've got to connect the phone or sync it Wi-Fi or whatever. But you've got all, you know, a couple different hurdles that you've got to do. What I love is that this basically takes what I used to do sometimes with uh, Google Reader. Uh, HuffDuff, by the way, it's called HuffDuffer. It's HuffDuffer.com. H-U-F-F-D-U-F-F-E-R.com. And the word huff duff comes from a old old timey. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but anyway, old timey ways <laughs> of in the days of radio, where you would use it in like say wartime to triangulate the position of of radio transmissions. And so this is kind of like triangulating audio files, MP3 files on the web, and then making use of them. And so the the cool thing about this for me is I went and I created an account. I then went to a page that I knew had an audio file that I wanted to listen to. And actually then I found a few more and I installed a Chrome extension right up there so that whenever I go to a page that has an MP3 file up in the URL, there's a little HuffDuff icon there and I click it. You mean up on the bookmarks toolbar? uh, There's also, well, there's a toolbar version, and then there's a Chrome extension. That's what I mean. Yes, the Chrome extension. Okay, but you said up in the URL. Yeah, right in the URL where it would be like, you know, podcastanswerman.com slash whatever this episode is. People would go to that. Oh, and if okay. they're not subscribed to the show, right there to the right, all the way to the right in the URL bar. Oh, okay. There's a little icon there as far as the Chrome extension goes. Oh, so okay. Install- I have not used the Chrome extension. Yeah. I've only used the bookmarklet. I'm it's, sorry. It's pretty cool. At the, yeah, there's a bookmark it thing, you know, like like there is with like, you know, tweet it or pin this or all those kinds of different things. You can huff duff something where you put that in the bookmark and you're on a page and you hit that. Um, there's also the Chrome extension. But either way, you hit it and it will throw that file into the RSS feed that HuffDuff has created. And you can either... And the great thing is, is that then I can take that RSS feed and I can subscribe to it on my favorite or preferred mobile podcast aggregator software of choice. Yes. And then it's just going to show up there when I sync it or, you know, you know, turn it on, open it up, whatever, however method you choose to do, whether you're, you're doing it through Wi-Fi only or you're doing it through 4G or LTE or whatever, you then can have all those different shows. It's like, hey, there's that show where Cliff was on so-and-so's show and, and here's that one where, uh, you, know, you know, Dan Miller, he was on, on as a guest on somebody else's show. Sorry, my, that's my... <laughs> that's my phone <laughs> by the way this is my ringtone alright I'll, I'll mute that PJ Jonas is calling me for some reason so uh, I'll call her back later go right ahead so so there you go like suddenly and I've had this happen recently where there have been just a series of different random episodes on a bunch of different podcasts all across the web that either somebody I'm interested in and I follow tweets out that they were a guest on someone's show or a friend of mine is. And it's like, I'd love to listen to it. 
but I don't want to subscribe to a bunch of shows and then clean up the mess afterwards if I don't love it, but I still want to listen to it. So now I can huff duff those episodes, throw them in that one RSS, and then I've got that one channel right there on my mobile device where, hey, I'm walking home. Hmm, what do I want to listen? Oh, there's that episode right there where it's, you know, Cliff talking on, you know, my show, for example. So, and, and by the way, let, let me, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to give kind of my explanation of how I would describe Huff Duffer if someone one were to ask me, just in case, you know, everything that you've shared, because it, it all made perfect sense to me because I'm completely uh, aware of the service, have been using it for quite some time, actually since October 23rd of 2012. Um, so, but here's how I would explain it to somebody brand new. HuffDuffer is a web-based podcast RSS feed that you can start from scratch. So in a in a in essence, you're literally creating in a way your own podcast feed from yeah. the web, and you can do anything with it you want. And basically, uh, for example, if you go to HuffDuffer.com/slash/podcastanswerman, that is my HuffDuffer account for for that I've personally created. And it'll ask you to give it a name, which basically will effectively be the name of the podcast. You can give it the author, which is your name. You give it the website URL, and you give it a little bio slash description or whatever. And and so in a way, this is very much is creating a podcast RSS feed, and that's all the header information. Then um, it is actually going to take the most basic of elements of your um, that that's necessary to create a post or. Uh, yeah, a, a, an, an episode of a podcast. It's, it needs to know the MP3 URL or the website address of where the MP3 file exists. And then it wants a name for that episode and a, t- a title for that episode, and it needs a description of that episode. And so you can fill all of that stuff in if you want to. And now, by the way, the interesting thing is you don't have to actually go to a website that has an MP3 file already on it. You, if you have this little bookmarklet and you're not on any website, if you're on a website that has no no MP3s on it, you just click the Huff Duff it app or uh, bookmarklet, and they'll say, "Hey, you want to add a you want to add a new post to your Huff Duffer RSS feed," and you, and, and sure do, and it'll actually pull up the boxes, and all of those boxes are blank, and it'll ask you what's the URL to the MP3, what's the title you want to give this, what's the description you want to give this. And then you click the little button that says Huff Duff It. And the next thing you know, what in, what effective, what you have done effectively is you have added a new episode to your Huff Duffer podcast feed. Yeah. And the, what the bookmarklet does is it, a matter, it automatically uh, looks at a page. When you're on that page that has an MP3 file linked to already on there, or in a, uh, it has an enclosure from another podcast. Um, well, it, as long as it has a link to an MP3, it'll automatically pull that information in. So you click on the Huff Duff It app, and it already pulls in the title from the post, and it already pulls in the description from the description meta tags, and it already has the URL of the MP3. Or if there are sometimes you'll be like if you're on the homepage of Podcast Answerman, there's several different MP3s on there. And it'll give you the option, which one of these do you want? And it'll pre-fill in based upon which one you choose. So that's what, what it's doing. It is It really is a web-based podcast RSS feed creator. Yeah, 
And uh, honestly, it works great for me for what I for the purpose that I'm looking for to do it with. Yep, it does. It allows it does allow you to um, create a specialized, basically a personalized. You know what? This is my own personal listening of one-off episodes, or actually, what I would even go so far as to say one-off audio files, because it doesn't always have to be MP3 content, right? Uh, and so, for example, one of the things that I'll, I'll do is occasionally I'll get somebody will send me a, the audio file of something, a recorded recording of a meeting or something. And what I can do is I can go to, for example, get I can go to uh, my cloud app. If you guys ever go to getcloudapp.com, very cool service. I upload the recording of that 90-minute meeting, for example, uh, and I could upload it to cloud app. And I could get the direct URL of the MP3 file off of there. And I can huff duff that, which basically makes it an episode. That, or so that meeting, that, that audio recording of that meeting becomes an audio episode in my Huff Duffer podcast feed. Yeah. And that's actually something really cool to do with like, say, you know, virtual ticket audio recordings from like, say, social media uh, marketing world, like you just were talking about earlier, or other, you know, stuff that people give out, like even, you know, audiobooks that people give out as like a series of, of things. This is an easy, quick way to throw that in there. Yep. And now here is exactly, and now that we've gone down this, I will tell you that I have done all of those things in the past. And now I'm very careful to not do those things anymore. So I want to tell you that it is a, it, it, it's a very good use for doing that. Uh, Huffduffer is wonderful for that, but let me explain to you why you might not want to do it, and that is because a great friend of mine, uh, Greg Willits, uh, made uh, made an audio uh, series available for sale, uh, and he, you know, he he struggled. Should I give it away for free? I always give everything away for free, but you know, he's in this place where he was looking to potentially transition, you know, into his own thing and and actually starting to create some products that people would buy, and he wanted to see how that would go. So I bought his audio series that, or his audio program that he had uh, made, and I wanted to listen to it. So I did exactly what I just told you. I uploaded it to my cloud app. I got the MP3, huff duffed it, put it in there, and that way I would be able to listen to it on the go. Just that one-off audio file. I didn't have to actually drag and drop the MP3 over to my my phone. I didn't put it in, have to put it in Dropbox and then pull it up in Dropbox. It would be it would show up in my podcast app. So, very cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought so too until Greg emailed me about three hours later and he's like, dude, Cliff, what'd you do? And I'm like, what? He goes, I just got a Google alert that you have published my paid resource free available on the web. <gasps> no. Yes. Cliff, why did you do that? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, what happened was, you know, HuffDuffer is open to the public. And guess what? Google is crawling that site, and it's doing so rather quickly. And I'm telling you, it, it literally, he, he emailed me three hours after I put it up there, which tells me that it, you know, almost instantaneously, yeah. Google crawled that. And, and so it's very SEO-oriented. And so my recommendation to you is to not huff-duff anything that should not be made publicly available to the world via a Google, a quick Google search. So then the flip side to that, though, would be that it's kind of a cool thing to actually huff-duff 
Well, you tell me, what's your official position thinking about this? Would you huff duff for SEO's sake? No, I wouldn't. I, I, I personally am opposed to gaming the SEO, the, the search engine uh, algorithms and stuff like that. So for me, so the question is, is maybe I should just be huff duffing all of my own podcast episodes. Yeah. With, for, with SEO rich content and stuff like that. And, and I think that, do I believe I could actually go in and create like, um, you know, podcasts, I wouldn't call it podcast answer, man, but maybe I could create a huff duffer and, and I could actually create the title as, uh, podcasting help learn or learn how to podcast and then have every episode kind of link back to a different huff duffer thing number one when people find me in google i never want them to go to a third-party service i always want me podcastanswerman.com to be the first place that people are sent to and number two i don't want to ever i don't want to ever seem like to google's algorithm i don't ever want to seem like i'm playing the seo game I'd rather have authentic, transparent, genuine links back to my site from people who do believe that I'm an authority in the world of podcasting. Now, that said, would you be opposed to somebody out there who obviously is not a longtime listener? Uh, maybe, maybe you have a guest on and they promote the show and someone who uses HuffDuffer like myself comes across that and and hits that and, and listens to the show and then oh, gets no. a taste and likes it. You know what I mean? No, I that, see that that is a genuine, authentic transfer. That that is that's a genuine link back to my site. It's not something that I've created to to link back to myself for additional authority or linking and stuff like that. So if you did that and anybody else did that, that's perfectly fine. Uh, by all means, feel free to do so. But uh, I'm not asking you to. But uh, yeah, I would not be opposed to that. That would, matter of fact, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Uh, I, I matter of fact, I, there are many quote unquote net vines that link back to my podcast site. Yeah, uh, um, net vines. There's Google Reader links that are shared out there. Um, what was that old that old link service that uh, everybody used? Um, Delicious. Yeah, yeah. People would put them in delicious and dig and stuff like. I I don't mind people doing that. That it 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 does help in SEO. It, it it's it, those are additional links, but uh, I I prefer to have other people do it organically rather than me trying to pretend that that stuff's happening on a much bigger scale than it should naturally. Yeah, and that actually brings in another kind of aspect to Huff Duffer itself is that there is this whole just myriad a realm of if you go to the site you can look for other people's profiles you can look for what people have tagged things as you can discover a previously huff duffed episodes of different things right there on huff duffer itself like i found about four or five things that i was like oh i didn't know they did that i didn't know that they were a guest on that show that one time i want to listen to that boom huff duffed it and, uh, and that's how I actually found out about this earlier this week was one of my episodes of my show was Huff Duffed on there and somebody let me know and it was, I went and looked and I was like, oh, it was Huff Duffed by somebody I actually admire. They're going to listen to my show. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. So here, here's an example. Um, by the way, I've Huff Duffed many things and then I've deleted them. And, uh, but there are a couple things on here right now that I'll show, share with you that I've Huff Duffed. Uh, Jen Swanson interviews Steve Cloida. Now, Steve Cloida and Jen Swanson are both members of the Podcast Mastermind. 
And I was very interested to see, you know, how that interview went. And so that was something I saw in, I think it was a post in our private forums for our, our podcast mastermind. And so they sent a link to it and and I quickly just clicked, huffed off it. And I actually, it, it gave me the title that she gave, but I just overtyped it and said, you know, Jen Swanson interviews Steve Cloytus. So that was there for me to listen to. Uh, then there was one I saw on Twitter, uh, Michael Hyatt linked to a post he did, How to Create a Life Plan. And so I clicked Huffed Off It and making sure that I got to that episode. Now, I do subscribe to Michael's podcast, but sometimes I'm a couple episodes behind. So that was one I wanted to push right to the top. And I knew that if it was Huffed Off, I knew that it would be at the top of the list. Um, there was one called Pay Now Podcasting from FoolishAdventure.com. I had never heard of FoolishAdventure.com. It was one of those examples where you're talking about, I don't know if I want to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, so I went ahead and huffed duffed it. There's one from my good friend uh, Jim Queso, Crimson Cord episode number 19, Rachel Weeps for Her Children. And um, I think this was something that he recorded immediately following the uh, the school shooting in um, Connecticut. Is that where it happened? Yes. So um, anyway, so I wanted to hear what he had to say. And then uh, another one from Pat Flynn here, Pat Flynn Business Advice. And so I don't know why I titled it that, but for some reason I did back then. Before He says, before, before I started my online business was the, the URL of that episode. <clears throat> so anyway, I huffed off that. So I have used Huffduffer. It's a cool little service. And in fact, it's inspired something I want to do in the future that I'm not ready to announce yet, but uh, very much, very much inspired by... Uh, what this service has accomplished and what it does for people. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to see it. I actually, while you were talking there, I was listening, but I also went and found on your your profile for Huff Duffer so I could see what you were Huff Duffing and can uh, follow and maybe see some of the stuff you find and I can throw that in my feed as well. Exactly. And, so, and the cool thing is, is um, you know, th- this is great because you do, sometimes you do find those one-off things that you want to kind of test before you go through all the trial of searching for somebody in the store and hitting subscribe and then finding out only later that you don't like it and unsubscribing from it. This way, you can find that one episode and then once you've been so pleasantly blown away by how awesome and can't live without this content is, then it makes you say, you know what, (laughs) there's no, it's certainly worth the investment of my time to go to the store and search for this full podcast and start subscribing and maybe the content was so can't live without that i'm actually going to go back and start with episode one and move forward yep and and by the way ray edwards uh is one of those things that uh, i I had heard about ray many times from many people um i had actually had some email communications with ray edwards and uh, somebody had linked to an episode uh, of something he did and I huffed-duffed the episode because, I, again, I'd, I'd only heard of him. I didn't know very much about him. But I huffed-duffed one of his episodes, and I listened to it uh, via the Huffduffer feed on my podcast app. And I found out that, wow, this is a really great con uh, podcast. And it's one mm-hmm. of those episodes. He's got like 56 episodes out there or something like that. And it's one of those ones where I do know I want to start with episode one and move forward. It, it's that good. And you wouldn't know that if you hadn't Huff Duffed an episode and tried it. That's correct. And if I would have not had Huff Duffer at the time, I probably would have never bothered listening to the episode. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. 
Well, cool. and that's really awesome. See, that's so that anyway, that's that's the gist of it. People should try it out. And uh, let's see if people want to find out what we're huff duffing. Should we share our profiles? I already shared mine. Mine's huffduffer.com slash podcast answer man. I have not huff duffed anything in over two months. I, I don't use it a lot right now. Uh, but um, you, you brought it up. You you called yesterday, and it was the first time I had even thought of it since two months ago. And yeah. uh, the conversation's bringing back. Yeah, maybe maybe I will get. It. You know what I wish I could do? I wish I could. There's there are two things. And tell me if it's changed. Number one, uh, and and by the way, I'm a very aesthetic person. So I, aesthetics mean a, a a lot to me. So one of the reasons why I stopped using Huff Duffer is because of the ugly artwork that you're forced to have on your podcast. It's the Huff Duffer um, uh, logo. Yeah, that's still there. Yeah, and it's ugly. And I deleted Huff Duffer. Uh, I deleted the podcast feed from Huff, uh, Huff Duffer off of my podcast app simply for no other reason than the ugly artwork. So if they gave me the ability to maybe put in, you know, upload my own artwork that would show up, uh, which, by the way, that that I would imagine maybe two hours, maybe three hours of coding at most. And that's only because I don't know anything about coding. Chances are it might only take an hour of coding or less. Uh, but I literally stopped using Huff Duffer because I, I hate their their logo showing up as my as, as a part, podcast artwork. And by the way, um, I, I sometimes unsubscribe from other podcasts, too, because their artwork kind of just <laughs> rubs me the wrong way. I, I kind of like this. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, and it's like an old-timey kind of a, a script to the font saying Huff Duffer and then like the arrow. So, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like it standing out from... <laughs> Our tastes are different, Cliff. I know. Okay. I know. I Dude, my, you don't, you, nobody wants to live in my head, trust no, me. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's an ugly place up there sometimes. It, so, it's bad enough we put headphones in and hear you in our head off, as often as we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so uh, huffduffer.com slash Eric, the, uh, Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R, I'm assuming? Yes. And I've got about four or five episodes out there now that, I, that I'm going to be sampling myself. And uh, I'm interested. This is really cool. And, so, and, and that is the cool thing. I mean, you can actually, folks, you can go to Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R, and you can grab that URL and put it in your podcast feed. Uh, you can subscribe to Eric's Huff Duffer. And so anytime, Matt, and I see that you put Jen Swanson interview Steve Cloyda. That's cool. I did. I see that. Um, but anyway, here's the cool thing is that you can subscribe to the to the feed that Eric has set up. So every time, sometime, every time Eric adds something to his Huff Duffer, you will get it in your podcast app. And again, one of the reasons why you may not want to pay, take other people's, you know, paid for content and throw it into your Huffdover feed. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Be aware. <laughs> I, I learned real quickly. It's like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. So um, so I, I, I went and corrected that problem. So yeah. that, that's us on Huffdover. Uh, did you know what? Um, I I since, by the way, little little behind the scenes information here. Um, we are recording this social media segment before I ever actually recorded the beginning beginning of this episode where I introduced that we're getting ready to switch over to this episode or to this segment. Uh, so a little transparency there. We're already at 35 minutes. Do you want to go ahead and talk about the one other thing? And, and we'll just make this a big, huge, gigantic social media segment of 
podcast answer man. I'm cool with that. You wanted to talk about uh, what you're using for your mobile podcasting app now. Yeah, well, and I was curious about hearing what you were using as well, because there's so many, and I've, I, I know I saw it on Twitter two or three days ago, yet again. Uh, I think it was uh, one of our mutual friends. He said, hey, what's everybody using for uh, um, an iOS podcast app? And I said, well, the Apple, official Apple one is pretty good. I said a lot of people swear by Pocket Casts or Downcast. I think there might be another one out there I can't think of. Instacast. Oh, Instacast. Yep. So it's basically. I mean, and and I, unless I'm mistaken, it's basically those are the the main four that people really yeah. uh, have a liking to. So yep. And I've used them all. Uh, Downcast probably the least. Uh, Instacast for a while there. Pocket Casts even more so. But right now I am actually using Apple's official podcast app yeah i i was um before the apple podcasts app was out i was a huge pocket casts um fan because i liked the way it laid out i mean the the layout of it was beautiful there was always one thing and and i did an interview with the guys who created that and there was always one thing that really bothered me i mean it it bothered me to a very great degree was that they are they actually cache the RSS feed on their servers. So when you are in Pocket Casts, you are not directly subscribed. If you go to Pocket Casts and you subscribe to Podcast Answer Man, you are not subscribed to feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM. Did you know that? I did not know that. You are not subscribed to feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM. You are subscribed to feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM that happens to be a duplicate mirrored version of my feed on their server. So basically, your, your subscription, your, your podcast feed is subscribed to their version of your feed on their server. Which so, then doesn't really help you out in terms of you know, iTunes SEO in terms of they take into account the number of subscribers that you have. Um, that for ranking. Well, it, well, here's the thing: it would not matter anyway because it's not outside of it's not iTunes anyway. So you wouldn't have the iTunes ranking if they're if they're subscribing from a three, third party service. iTunes isn't going to know anyway. But here, right. here's where it hurts you. It, it it's not going to hurt you there. Um, it could potentially hurt you in your feed burner rankings. Uh, but t- hello, people, if you haven't heard me say this enough. Stop looking at those stupid things. They're wrong. They're, <laughs> it, it's it's horribly ineffective. I haven't looked in weeks. Yeah. Well, you sh- I haven't looked in years. Um, the thing is, is is the if you want to look at your stats, you want to look at your your media host stats, like Lipson, Blueberry, or whatever. And um and and by the way, the, you know the the way that Pocket Cast does things, it is not affecting my stats there at all because they're a download to download. Um, but here's what it does affect. What if their server is down? What if their server, for some reason, has is so busy that it ha- it hasn't actually went and checked my my original feed from FeedBurner? What if it hasn't updated their server in over twenty minutes? And so this happened very. This happened. Pro- I would say. 80% of the time, I would actually publish my episodes for all of my shows on Thursday to my RSS feeds. 
And then I would go to Pocket Casts and I would go to refresh my feeds. None of my shows showed up. And I'm going back and forth, back and forth. It took me about three weeks before I finally realized what was going on. And then it came, became extremely evident when it came out in the uh, interview that I did with the guys who create Pocket Casts. And afterwards, I quit worrying about it. But it was some, this is what happened. On average, it's about five minutes from the time I hit publish on my site, and it's actually on my RSS feed. On average, it was about five minutes. I've seen it take as much as 20 minutes uh, very often, and I've seen it take as much as two to three hours before uh, it shows up in Pocket Casts. And for me, that was a major, major drawback. But the fact that it was laid out the way that I preferred. And by the way, the other only other option that I had really given any kind of uh, credence to was Instacast at the time. And I just liked po- the way that PocketCast was laid out more than Instacast. And so I dealt with it. Um, but then I switched over to Apple Podcasts app when it first came out. And it immediately was horrible. And I switched right back to PocketCasts. Uh, then they came out with a couple more updates of uh, Apple Podcast app, and probably about two versions of Go, and this is probably six months ago, um, I switched over to the Apple Podcast app, and I love the Apple Podcasts app. Um, it is it is what I use. I do have it connected to my iCloud, and I will oftentimes start listening to a podcast on my iPad mini, close the app, walk out the door, open it up, open up the podcast app on my iPhone and click play and start right where I left off. That doesn't always work. Apple's iCloud is a little funny in that way, but more times than not, it works. And it certainly does a pretty good job of if I've deleted a, a file off of one app, it deletes it off of the iPad. Um, but no, I everything, 100% of all of my podcast management, one. 100% is in the Apple Podcasts app now because a couple other reasons. Um, number one, I can actually give feedback now to uh, podcasts. I can write reviews and rate them. I can subscribe to a podcast there and iTunes is aware of it. So it, get, it helps the the podcasters that I listen to. It helps them in the rankings. Uh, when I'm downloading and listening to an episode, episode uh, iTunes is aware of it. So they're getting those downloads all of those things all help out the podcasts that I listen to. And so I, I feel like by using the Apple podcast apps uh, or podcasts app on the iPhone and iPad, I am benefiting the, the uh, content creators that I listen to. Definitely. For every, every reason that you just gave, I, I totally agree. Yep. You basically stole my thunder. And, and here's the weird thing. I do, I do not listen to podcasts on my computer at all all anymore ever um you know this whole idea of clicking on a on a link and having it open up in itunes whatever if you open the my itunes on my desktop is completely clean there are no podcasts subscribed to there whatsoever and i have no idea why they don't sync via icloud those subscriptions and what episodes you have downloaded and and all the stuff there with the desktop version but maybe that'll come in the future yeah I've but, slowly moved away from it. Yeah, but um, here's here's the thing. I, I mean, I when I'm in my office and I'm ready to listen to a podcast, uh, I have my studio set up to where everything runs through a mixer anyway, and I just got a one eighth inch uh, headphone jack and I just plug it into my iPhone or my iPad, 
and run it through my studio speaker. So, you know, no need to actually run it off of my computer anyway. So every, every all, all of my podcast and down, uh, management and, and everything is all done in the mobile now. Yep. Love it. Anything so, else? I don't know. I, I think that's it. I think we covered. So those are all mobile related ideas and, and things like that. So exactly. So a little rundown here. Uh, just remember, uh, social media doesn't have to be one to many. It can be one to one. And a little idea to take uh, maybe some personal communication to the next level. Maybe you're out and about. Create a little video response to somebody or a video message to somebody just while you're out walking. Hold the video camera up to yourself. If you're going to do that and you want to use the unlisted video feature of YouTube, which I love a whole lot, um, just make sure that you don't use YouTube Capture app to actually capture that video. Uh, instead, use the the built-in video camera and uh, use YouTube Capture to maybe upload it to video in a little bit more with a little bit more fine grain, fine-tuned settings-wise. Uh, then there's Huff Duffer. Uh, just remember, don't huff duff people's paid for premium content, yeah. uh, and uh, you'll be fine. And maybe we can all get together and find a way to get in touch with the folks behind Huff Duffer and uh, give us some ability to create our own artwork for our Huff Duffer yes. profiles. And uh, and then of course, uh, Eric and I are both using the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, would love to hear what you're using on whatever device you, you happen to be using. Uh, let us know in the comments section over at podcastanswerman.com slash 304. Hey, Eric, you're uh, beyond the to-do list. What's going on there? Anything you want to share? Oh, dude, I have been so just blessed to get some of the guests that I've gotten. I am about to release my episode with Chris Licurdo, the host of the Entree Leadership podcast. Excellent. And I just had the episode with uh, John Acuff, so... Some exciting stuff. I've got some other great ones in the works. So people should go check that out over at beyondthetodolist.com. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I learned probably one of the biggest lessons personally for myself from re-listening to one of my own shows just the other day. So That is awesome. (laughs) Podcasters can learn from listening to their own shows. It happens. That is great. And by the way, I just have to know, is it something you shared yourself? No, no, not at all. Oh, that's funny. There, there are times when Although I've, that happens too. When I've, I talk to myself, sometimes I learn. Yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> folks, you can follow Eric on Twitter as well. Twitter.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. And uh, of course, I'm over there on Twitter too. If you want to follow me at GSPN. Eric, thank you so much, my friend. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap up this special episode of Podcast Answer Man. Got a couple of end of show announcements for you. Big announcements here. Uh, But before I get to the actually the really big one, I want to share with you uh, a special thank you to my folks who have used my Bluehost affiliate sign up over the last two weeks. My goodness, you guys are awesome. MyQBall.com, which, by the way, is MyQBOL. And I found out today... Uh, that it actually stands for QuickBooks Online. So MyQBall, B-O-L, dot com. Quick, MyQuickBooksOnline.com. Thank you so much for using my affiliate link. Also, BounceAround.ca, LakesideMetals.com, PhiladelphiaSportsTable.com, and wi hyphen sc. 
Bluehost.com. Five different individuals, all using my affiliate link with Bluehost to set up their hosting accounts. As you guys know, I get a very, very generous commission each time somebody signs up with my hosting affiliate link with Bluehost. You can find out more details about all of my thoughts about hosting for your website and your podcast episodes over at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Wow. Thank you. All right. Next up, upcoming events. My next event that I'm heading to is in Orlando, Florida. I will be there May 6th through the 9th at the SCORE Conference. That's right. I am going to be taking my speaking, my professional speaking, to a whole new level. And I could not be more excited. I know that my good friend Jim Munchback is going to be there. My good friend John C. Morgan, you know, the George W. Bush impersonator. He's going to be there. And uh, my great friend Jared Easley, who happens to be my event manager, he's going to be there. Uh, Plus some other great people. It's going to be a wonderful time. And I, I look forward to them completely ripping apart my current method of presenting and elevating me to a whole new level. I am looking forward to that. If you want to learn more about this conference, there may still be time to sign up. You can go to scoreconference.tv. That's S-C-O-R-R-E conference.tv. Use promo code CLIFF to save $100 if you decide to go. Um, There may still be a little bit of time if you want to check out our GSPN community cruise. We're going to the Bahamas June 23rd through the 27th. You can find out more details at gspn.tv slash cruise. And of course, I will be at the Platform Conference in Dallas, Texas, November 3rd through the 5th. That's right, my friends, November 3rd through the 5th in Dallas, Texas. I will be there. That's at platformconference.tv. I will be speaking there with my new improved self. (laughs) You can use promo code CLIFF to save $100 for that as well. Platformconference.tv. And I believe Stephanie's going to be going to Dallas with me. Hey, if you want to hear my special announcement, stick around here right after this music because I am going to go on for just another moment or two to tell you about a very exciting opportunity that's available. All right. For those of you who are, who are still sticking around, a uh, very special announcement here. Um, you do not hear me promote this very often, and that is intentional. But um, many of you are aware that I have this thing called the Podcast Mastermind. Now, if you want to find out all of the details about what the Podcast Mastermind is, you can go to podcastmastermind.com. If you do, go and listen to the entire audio episode uh, that is found on that page and also read all of the content that is on that page. Now, I am uh, sharing this update to let you know that for the first time in a very long time, I am accepting new applications. Now, it is not easy to get into the Podcast Mastermind. I am very selective about who gets in and even more so today than ever before because I'm becoming even more and more clear about the direction that this is heading into the future. Some pretty exciting things. But it's been going on for over a year and we currently have 43 members within the Podcast Mastermind. Um, All but five people from the charter membership are still in this. 
Uh, so it and, and there is no obligation for them to continue on, but uh, they are, and that is because they absolutely love it and find great and tremendous value from it. Again, I'm not here to tell you about the Podcast Mastermind. If you want to learn about it, go to podcast go to podcastmastermind.com. What I do want to tell you is, and, and you can go back and listen to this as many times as you need to because I'm only going to go through it once, there are a couple openings available for four of our meetings, so four of our groups. Group number one meets on the first and third Tuesdays of each month at 10 a.m., so that's the first and third Tuesdays of each month at 10 a.m. That group has three open spots, so we can take in three new members in that group at 10 a.m. on the first and third Tuesdays of each month. Group number two meets on the first and third Tuesdays of each month at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It has one open spot. And then that's the only ones that meet on Tuesdays. Then we have groups that meet on the first and third Mondays of each month. Group number four is one of those groups. It meets on the first and third Monday of each month at 6 p.m. That group has four open positions. So again, first and third Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern time, four open spots. Group number five of the Podcast Mastermind meets on the first and third Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It has two open spots. Uh, So I did want to give that announcement out. Uh, There are several positions available, and I will tell you that only, I would say that only six out of 10 people who apply for the podcast mastermind actually get in. Uh, So, um, and I will tell you that uh, just right now, if you want to avoid wasting any time, it is a one-year minimum commitment to the podcast mastermind and the rate is 297 per month with a minimum or or uh, I've already said with the minimum of 1 year commitment so it's 297 a month or $3267 per year which of course gives you 1 month free uh, so if that pricing keeps you out of the uh, interest level of of going any further going back to the podcast going back to podcastmastermind.com uh, then then you can avoid that. But if that doesn't chase you away, uh, then go and find out more information, learn about it, and if you decide you want to apply uh, after we get your application, I'll set up a 30-minute or, or so interview with you, and we'll decide whether or not uh, it, it might be the best thing for you. Anyway, would love to have some new members. Uh, we are eagerly anticipating filling all of those spots. I have no doubt that all of them will be spot- filled very soon, and... Uh, Looking forward to meeting some new folks to uh, bring them on board. Anyway, that's all I have. God bless and have a wonderful week taking everything you do to the next level. Podcast! Add some man.